the zodiac and its signs. It is difficult for this age to estimate correctly the profound effect produced upon the religious philosophies and sciences of antiquity by the study of the planets, luminaries and constellations. Not without the adequate reason were the Magi of Persia called the Stargazers. The Egyptians were honoured with a motion of heavenly bodies and their effect upon the destinies of nations and individuals. Ruins of primitive astronomical observatories have been discovered in all parts of the world. Although in many cases, modern archaeologists are unaware of the true purpose for which these structures were erected, while the telescope was unknown to ancient astronomers, they made many remarkable calculations with the instruments cut from blocks of granite or pounded from the sheets of brass and copper. In India, such instruments are still in use and they possess a high degree of accuracy. In Jaipur, Rapatana, India, an observatory consisting of largely immense stone sundials is still in operation. The famous Chinese ob- observatory on the wall of Peking consists of the immense bronze instruments including a telescope in the form of a hollow tube without lenses. The pagans looked upon the stars as living things capable of influencing the destinies of individuals, nations and races. That the early Jewish patriarchs believed that their celestial bodies participated in the affairs of men is evidence to any students of biblical literature. As for example, in the book of Judges, they fought from heaven even the stars in their courses force against Sisera. The Chaldeans, Phoenicians, Egyptians, Persians, Hindus and Chinese all had zodiacs, which were very much like general character and different authorities have accredited each of these nations with the beginning being the cradle of astrology and astronomy. The Central and North American Indians also had an understanding of the zodiac, but the patterns and numbers of the signs differed in many details from those of the Eastern Hemisphere. The word zodiac is derived from the Greek zodiakos, which means circle of animals, or some believe little animals. This is the name given by the old pagan astronomers to a band of fixed stars about 16 degrees wide, apparently encircling the Earth. Robert Hewitt Brown, 32nd degree, states that this Greek word zodiacos comes from the zoon, meaning an animal. He adds, this latter word is compounded directly from the primitive Egyptian radicals zo, life, and on, a being. The Greeks and later other peoples influenced their culture divided the band of zodiac into 12 sections, each being 16 degrees in width and 30 degrees in length. <coughs> These divisions were called the houses of the zodiac. The sun during its annual pilgrimage passed through each of these, in turn, imaginary creatures were traced 
in the star groups bounded by these rectangles and because most of them were animal or part animal in form they later became known as constellations or signs of the zodiac There is popular theory concerning the origin of the zodiacal creatures to the effect that what they are products of the imagination or of shepherds who, watching their flocks at night, occupied their minds by tracing the forms of animals and birds in the heavens. This theory is untenable, unless the shepherds be regarded as the shepherd priests of antiquity. It is unlikely that zodiacal signs were derived from the star groups which they now, now represent. It is far more probable that the creatures assigned to the twelve houses are symbolic of the qualities and intensity of the sun's power, while it occupies different parts of the zodiac, zodiacal belt. On this subject, Richard Payne Knight writes the emblematical meaning which certain animals were employed to signify. was only sub, particularly property generalised, and therefore it might easily be invented or discovered by the natural operation of the mind. But the collection of stars named after certain animals have no resemblance whatsoever to those animals, which are therefore merely signs of the convention adopted to distinguish certain portions of the heavens which were probably consecrated to those particular personified attributes which they respectively represented. Some authorities are, the opinion, are of the opinion that the zodiac was originally divided into ten instead of twelve houses or solemn man mansions. In early times there were two separate standards. One solar and the other lunar, lunar used for the measurement of the months years and seasons the solar year was composed of 10 months of 36 days each and five days sacred to the gods the lunar consisted of 13 months of the 28 days each with one day left over the solar zodiac at the time cons consisted of 10 houses of 36 degrees each first six signs of the zodiac were twelve signs of the guarded benevolence because the sun occupied them while tra traversing the northern hemisphere. The six thousand years during which, according to the Persians, Arutha Mazda ruled his universe in harmony and peace were symbolic of these six signs. The second six were considered mal malevolent because while the sun was travelling the southern hemisphere, it was winter with the Greeks, Greeks, Egyptians and Persians. Therefore, these six months were symbolic of the 6,000 years of misery and suffering caused by the evil genius of the Persians, Ariram, who sought to overthrow the power of Arura Mazda. Those who hold the opinion that before the, its revision by the Greeks, the zodiac consisted of only ten sides, adduce evidence to show that Libra, the scales, 
were inserted into the zodiac by dividing the constellation of Virgo and Scorpio. At that time, one sign into two parts, thus establishing the balance. At the point of equilibrium between the ascending northern and the descending southern signs, on this subject, Isaac Meyer states, we think that the zodiacal constellations were first ten <coughs> and represented <coughs> and <coughs> sorry and represented an immense Andorranic man or deity subsequently this was changed resulting in Scorpio and Virgo making eleven. After this from Scorpio Libra and balance was taken, making the present twelve. Each year, the sun passes entirely around the zodiac and returns to the point from which it started, the vernal equinox. And each year, it falls just a little short of making the complete circle of the heavens in their allotted period of time. As a result, it crosses the equator just a little beyond the spot of the zodiacal sign where it crossed the previous year. Each sign, each sign of the zodiac consists of 33 degrees no sorry 30 degrees and as the sun loses about one degree every 72 years it regresses through one entire constellation or sign in approximately 2160 years and through the entire zodiac in about 25 9200 years 9020 years In brackets, authorities disagree concerning these figures. This retrograde motion is called the precession of the equinoxes. This means that in the course of about 25,920 years, with each constitute one great soul or platonic year, each one of the 12 constellations occupies a position at the vernal equinox for nearly 2,160 years then gives place to the previous sign. Among the ancients, the sun was always symbolised by the figure and nature of the constellation through which it passed at the vernal equinox. For nearly the past 2,000 years, the sun has crossed the equator at the vernal equinox in the constellation of Pisces for the 2,160 years before that it crossed through the constellation of Aries. Prior to that, the vernal equinox was in the sign of Taurus. It was probable that the form of the bull and the bull's prolificities were assigned to this constellation because the bull was used by ancients to plough the fields and seasons set aside for ploughing and furrowing. It corresponded to the time at which the sun reached the segment of the heavens named Taurus. Albert Pike describes the reverence which the Persians felt for this sign and method of astrological symbolism in vogue amongst them. Thus, in Zoroaster's cave of initiation, the sun and the planets were represented overhead in gems and gold, as it was also the zodiac. The sun appeared emerging from the bat Taurus, and the constellation of the bull are also to be found the seven sisters, the sacred Pleiades, famous for Freemasonry, as the seven stars at the upper end of the sacred ladder. In ancient Egypt, it was during this period when the vernal equinox was in the sign of the Taurus that the bull Apis was sacred to the sun god, who also 
worshipped through the animal equivalent of the celestial sign, which he had impregnated with his presence at the time of its crossing into the northern hemisphere. This is the meaning of ancient saying that the celestial bull broke the egg of the year with its horns. Samson Arnold Mackey, in his mythological astronomy of the ancients demonstrated, makes notes of two very interesting points concerning the bull in Egyptian symbolism. Mr. Mackey is of the opinion that the motion of the earth that we know as the alternation of the poles has resulted in the great change of relative position of the equator and the zodiacal band. He believes that originally the band of the zodiac was right angles to the equator with the sign of Cancer opposite the North Pole, pole and the sign of a Capricorn opposite the South Pole. It is impossible that the Orphic symbol of the serpent twisted around the egg attempts to show the motion of the sun in relation to the earth under such conditions. Mr. Mackey advan advances the labyrinth of the Crete, the name Abraxas, and the magic formula. Abracadabra. Among other things, the substance is theory concerning the Abracadabra, he states, but the slow progress. The slow progressive disappearance of the bull is all is most happily commemorated in the vanishing of the series of letters so empathically expressive of the great astronomical fact for Abracadabra is the bull, the only bull. The ancient sentence split into its component parts stands thus Abracadabra. Abra, the bull, Akkad, the only, and C. Akkad is one of the, the names of the sun given to him in consequence of it as shining alone. He is the only star to be seen when he is seen. Uh, the remaining Abra makes a whole to be the bull, the only bull, while the repetition of the name and making a letter till all is gone is the most simple, yet the most satisfactory method that could have been devised to preserve the memory of the fact and the name of Sirfrathus or Sirfrathus given to the bull at the above ceremony puts it beyond all doubt. The word abracadabra disappears in 11 decreasing stages as the figure, as in the figure. And what is very remarkable, a body with three heads is folded up by a serpent with 11 coils and placed by Sirfrathus and the 11 voles of the serpents form a triangle similar to that formed by the eleven diminishing lines of the abracadabra. Nearly every religion of the world shows traces of astrological influence. The Old Testament of the Jews, its writings overshadowed by Egyptian culture, is a mass astrological and astronomical allegories. Nearly all the mythology of Greece and Rome may be traced in star groups. Some writers are of the opinion that the original 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet were derived from groups of stars and that the starry handwriting on the wall of the heavens referred to words spelt out with fixed stars for constants and the planets and all luminaries for vowels. These coming into ever different combinations spelt words which when properly read foretold future events. As the zodiacal band marks a pathway of the sun through constellations, it results as a, 
inner phenomenon of the seasons. The ancient systems of measuring the year were based upon the equinoxes and solstices. This year, the year always began with the vernal equinox celebrated on March the 21st, with the rejoicing to mark the moment when the sun crossed the equator northward up the zodiacal arc. The summer solstice was celebrated when the sun reached its most northerly position and the day appointed was June the 21st. After that time, the sun began to descend toward the equator, which it recrossed southbound above the autumnal equinox. September 21st, the sun reached its most southerly position at the winter solstice, December 21st. Four of the signs of the zodiac have been permanently de dedicated to the equinoxes and the solstices, and while the signs no longer correspond with the ancient constellations to which they were assigned and from which they secured their names, they are accepted by modern astronomers as a basis of calculation. The vernal equinox is therefore said to occur in the constellation of Aries. It is fitting that all beasts a ram should be placed at the head of the heavenly flock forming the zodiacal band. Centuries before the Christian era, pagans revered the constellation. Godfrey Agrian states, This constellation was called the Lamb of God. He was also called the Saviour and was said to save mankind from their sins. He was also honoured with the population Dominus or Lord. He was called the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. The devotees addressed in dressing him as a litany, constantly repeated words, O Lamb of God, that take away the sin of the world, have mercy upon us, grant us thy peace. Therefore, the Lamb of God is a title given to the Son, who is said to be reborn every year in the northern hemisphere at the sign of Ram. Although due to the existing decrepancy between the signs of the zodiac and the actual star groups, it actually rises in the sign of fat Pisces. The summer solstice is regarded as occurring in Cancer, the crab, which the Egyptians called scarab, a beetle, or the family lam laminores. The head of the insect kingdom and sacred to the Egyptians as a symbol of eternal life. It is evident the constellation of the crab is represented by this peculiar creature because the sun, after passing through this house, proceeds to walk backwards or descend the zodiacal arc. Cancer is, is the symbol of generation, for it is the house of the moon, the great mother of all things, and the patroness of life forces of nature. Diana, the moon god of the Greeks, is called the mother of the world concerning the worship of the feminine or maternal principle richard payne knight writes by attracting or heaving the waters of the ocean she naturally appeared to be a sovereign of humidity and by seeing seeming to operate so powerfully upon the constitutions of women she equally appeared to be patroness and regulatress of nutrition and passive generation <coughs> when she is said to have received a nymph, the subordinate personifications from the ocean, and is often represented by the symbol of the sea crab, an animal that has property of spontaneously detaching from its own body and limb that has been hurt or mutilated after reproducing a number of its places. <coughs> the water sign 
being symbolic of the maternal principle of nature and recognised by the pagans as the origin of life, was a natural and constant dom domicile of the moon. The autumnal equinox apparently occurs in the constellation of Libra. The scales tipped the solar globe began its pilgrimage toward the house of winter. The constellation of the scales was placed in the zodiac to symbolise the power of choice by means of which man may weigh one problem against another. Millions of years ago, when the human race was in the making, man was like the angels who knew neither good nor evil. He fell into the state of the knowledge of good and evil when the gods gave him the seed of mental nature. From man's mental reactions to his environment, he distills the products of experience, which then aids him to regain lost position.